Hey everybody, what's up? Ron Sombrano here. This is RSV at Peace. Season three, season three, episode number one. So this is gonna be like the 80th, 80th episode of the Mental Health Podcast. Okay, so season three, hopefully I'll get better content to help you realize that getting mental health assistance, mental health help is, is vital for your survival because we live in a time that's fully negative. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm here at the gateway here in Lahaina trying not to disrupt anybody. <laughs> but anyway, again, what this podcast is all about is trying to bridge the uh the gap for someone maybe you could be me that needs to uh get mental health assistance and it's very important sorry got the as usual murphy's law right you guys horn okay we're gonna have to edit this okay hit stop so anyway this whole this whole podcast is about mental health and maintaining as best as possible a very balanced um, mindset and that's hard to do I have friends that have lost homes um, before COVID and after COVID I have friends that have marital problems I have friends with child issues I have friends dealing with cancer and, and Parkinson's disease and that weighs on the mind as well. So if you have a physical ailment, sometimes that can uh, lead to that can lead to mental, you know, mental health, uh, depression, anxiety, and, and uh, fear, different emotions. So, uh, so this podcast, I'll just kind of be um, the, the noise again. Okay. So anyway. So, man, it's crazy. See what I mean? A lot of people are not doing well right now. So, um, this is the first episode of season three. The first episode of season three. And we're just going to talk about life. And what people are going through that's making them stressed out or sad or, or running with different emotions. And, again, letting people know that, hey, it's okay to get... Um, uh, help if you need to talk to a counselor or whatnot, right? Okay, let's go. Uh, just let's just go take a look what's happening around and kind of be like light a little bit instead of heavy, right? All right, everybody, what's up? So I'm back in my studio and episode one here on season three. We are going to just touch on subjects we all know about. We'll go straight into it. Okay, so let's talk about let's talk about what's happening in the world, and everybody knows, especially here in America, um, poverty is one of the big reasons why we have a lot of uh, mental illness. Um, just some brief um, stats that I got online um, from the government. Um, it is estimated that. In the U.S. alone, there's like 38 million people that live at the poverty line. Okay, 38 million people 
who are basically poor, right? Poor, like dirt poor. And you know, once you once you're in that category, um, hold on. So you know, once you're once you're in that category uh, of poverty, people struggle to pay for housing or shelter, right? Uh, pay for food just to survive, pay for transportation, car payments, fuel, insurance, uh, cab fares, shared ride services like Uber and Lyft. I mean, if you don't have a lot of money, you know, for those extras, um, you're pretty much kind of stuck as far as transportation is concerned. Or you can, you know, get a bus pass and you're kind of limited with that as well. So... You know, once you're in that poverty category, it life gets pretty difficult in uh, society here. Uh, and and also important is uh, uh, health care for individuals and family members. Um, uh, once you get into that poverty uh, category, um, you might qualify for state benefits and um, you know uh, insurance like that. Um, at one time, I had to use uh, the state-sponsored uh, medical insurance, which was pretty good, um, as long as I didn't make a, a certain amount of money. I was limited. Uh, my income was had had to be like really low, and they really were uh, strict on that. They would always check on, on my my income level. And there's one time I got uh, more income. And they nixed my insurance. They canceled it. And but you know if if you are in poverty, um, there is programs that uh, favors you out there. You just gotta go search. But poverty leads to many health issues, both physical and psychological. And it's getting worse all across the U.S. Uh, homelessness or houselessness, if you will, is on the rise. Anyone that misses a paycheck uh, is that much closer to being without shelter and food and and other necessities. So our current state in society, uh, this is just my opinion, uh, you know, we're kind of like in this red zone, in this danger zone. And, you know, when someone's finances is shot to the ground, uh, it it is pure disaster. It really is, you know. Uh, when good, hardworking individuals can't be productive and earn money to survive and have no support or seek support, that's when uh, their game plan, the playbook that they authored, fails to work. Then they get into panic mode and all emotions uh, gets to them, like a, like a football team not being able to move the ball forward downfield. You know, they start running plays blindly and it gets worse. Or um, another ana another analogy would be uh, a swimmer caught in a rip current that fails to swim out of it, but tries desperately to swim, uh, desperately to swim against it, then, uh, you know, possibly drowns. Um, so, so look at all the homeless and houseless uh, people on the streets. Um, uh, not all of them are drug addicts or ex-cons. You know, uh, talk to them, get to know them. Uh, uh, 
you know, they're, they're human beings, you know. Uh, yes, it can be dangerous, and yes, there are blatant scammers out there, uh, but there are honest people, uh, but they're just down on life, and we just can't treat our fellow human beings like trash. You know, we just can't. Um, talk about uh, 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 this, the disabled people, uh, uh, disabled and uh, or partially disabled. Uh, imagine you are just partially handicapped physically, uh, limited use of an arm or a leg. Uh, that's difficult to just get around. So imagine uh, because of the limited physical ability and you are unemployed, you know, how's that going to play out? Uh, imagine you're confined to a wheelchair and uh, out on the streets. I've seen it in reality. Uh, it's beyond sad. Um, a friend of mine, my buddy Ben, he used to say, why can't people build good things to help people in need? You know, uh, they can put a man on the moon. You know, it's like, why can't they build good things for people? You know, look around. Uh, there, there's this greed-only mentality that's that, that's prevalent all over the United States and and parts of the uh, industrialized world where um, it's all about money, um, greed, and not so much about um, you know really uh, helping people. You know, the people with money, you, you would figure you know they got so much money invested in, in other things, they could really make communities better. Um, you know, out of the goodness of their hearts or whatever. I, I know it's easier said than done. Um, I know people that run businesses and uh, own businesses, and they tell me, hey, Ron, you know, um, it's hard being a business person, you know, just to make make it through, you know, um, you know, pay all the overhead and all that. You know, and, and I get that, you know, you're talking about small businesses, and there's some small business owners here on Maui that, um, you know, weathered the storm of the pandemic, and they're out of it. And they're just struggling to make ends meet, and um, they're putting they're putting people to work and whatnot, and and they're, and they're still um, investing in the community. They're, they're still helping out certain causes, so that's commendable. You know, that's um, admirable. You know, um, so um, you know, talking about greed, right? Um, I don't know if uh, any of you saw the movie Wall Street. The movie Wall Street. Um, the the movie to me was genius. It was done to a perfect T. Um, it was released in December, uh, the 11th of December, 1987. Uh, go look it up if you haven't seen it. And those of you who've seen Wall Street, um, you know, you have your own opinion of that. Uh, but it was written by Oliver Stone and Stanley Weiser. All right. And, and it was produced by Edward R. Pressman. Okay. So it was starring Michael Douglas as Gordon Gecko an unscrupulous corporate raider and he was very wealthy okay and and charlie sheen co-starred uh, in his younger days uh, he played the part of bud fox who becomes involved with gecko in trading and and stocks and and what have you all right so the film was done with the correct people in place like even the music was composed by Stuart copeland of the successful Watt Rock Band in the 80s, The Police. Um, and it was distributed by 20th Century Fox. The budget for that movie at the time was $16.5 million. 
the take at the box office at the time was $43.8 million, right? So basically, um, just in a nutshell, the movie is about investments, stocks, large corporations worth millions or billions. Uh, in the movie, Gecko and Fox conspire to move uh, conspire moves to make them lots of money, uh, you know, through investing and, uh, you know, insider trading or whatever. And uh, however, putting people out of work. So long story short, they, they were not doing things legally as far as the investment uh, uh, business, you know, the, 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 the way they were supposed to uh, do things. Um, they, they did it the wrong way they did it illegally um they, they made the wrong moves and they got in trouble and uh, both gecko and fox had to deal with the law all right so that, that that's basically what the movie was about so however gecko gecko's greed is good that line that he spoke in the movie uh is a line that is etched in many moviegoers fans of that movie and uh, in many in the investment game until today um, it moves on to the show it moves on to show excuse me moves on to show that a movie or art can influence the masses to do anything be it morally right or wickedly wrong if you watch the movie greed is subjective according to the viewer um, i know that there is good smart people with lots of capital or access to it uh, but don't have any soul whatsoever. You know, they, they don't have any heart. They don't have any soul. It's all about money, and, you know, they don't care. You know, you got landlords uh, driving up rent sky high, putting good, honest people, uh, families out on their you-know-what. Um, you know, uh, I got friends in Vegas who were renting, and one of my friends was telling me that he had to move out of his apartment because some California investors bought the apartment building and skyrocket skyrocketed the rent you know by you know like doubled it or something so he had to move out you know what i mean so you talk about greed that's greed right there right um uh so you know so real estate investors real estate investors are purchasing land apartment buildings and not caring about people uh you know they they really only care about the profits all right and so we are out of balance the scale has tipped way too much in favor of greed or the people that uh, promulgate or, or promote greed so <clears throat> i don't have answers i'm just telling you what you probably already know okay so let me ask you just a very simple question all right um and this this isn't about religion really but you know do you believe in evil Okay, do you believe in evil? Okay, that's just a, uh, a light-hearted question, nothing to get, you know, freaked out about. So here's what I came across for the definition on uh, one of the uh, uh, dictionary apps. So evil is uh, a general sense. Evil is a general sense. In a general sense, is defined as the opposite of uh, uh, as the opposite or absence of good so it's uh, defined as the opposite or absence of good it can be an extremely broad concept although in everyday usage it is often more narrowly used to talk about profound wickedness and against common good all right so good again can be subjective as well however most people can agree that helping others less fortunate 
is a good trait to have. You know, in contrast, if we spit on people that are less fortunate, that's a very disgusting trait, or it could be called evil, right? Okay, so you look at how things are these days, you know, and the, the, the word deception. Deception or to deceive. Okay, so what does deceiving mean? Basically, um, you know, it's to pretend something or some event is real or true, but it's not. Or, or, or to lie or influence people to think an untruth is the truth, right? So have you ever been deceived or lied to, all right? So when someone or a group of people is deceived, trust becomes obsolete. In other words, if, if you know, we're a group of people here in this community and, and we're lied to by the powers that be, um, they're saying they're going to do one thing good for us, but they turn around, nothing happens. In fact, they say they're going to do something good for the common people, but they, they turn around and instead of making it good, it, they make it 10 times worse, right? 10 times is worse. So our trust in the people that's supposed to be leading our community or whatever organization, um, you know, our trust for them is gone. It's out the window, right? You're not going to trust somebody that lied to you, especially on a big scale. You know, and something really important is your livelihood. Um, so it is not easy to earn trust back from a, a deceiver or a group of deceivers. So in Hawaii, where I live, um, the people are constantly deceived beyond comprehension by big business and politicians on matters uh, of of you know of, of water rights um ocean rights and, and land issues um i've seen so many friends enter local politics at first presenting themselves as uh, you know the savior for the lands the ocean and waters and they're going to be the protector for the families in the community only to get elected and learn firsthand that it isn't easy being the good guy in politics, or they already knew this, but politics is really effed up. However, there's a lot of deception going on in politics, and, and that's nothing new. You know, you, if you, you, you were born under a rock if you didn't know that. But, you know, and the media, the media, commercial media, is the biggest deceiver. You know, media... Uh, lots of deception there, especially where big corporations buy ads worth millions, right? TV ads are a $70 billion industry, $70 billion industry annually. That's a lot of freaking money, folks. So you talk about entertainment. Entertainment is a huge industry, and the entertainment industry really preys upon people and tries to deceive people and it takes someone with, with clear a clear conscience or a free thinking mind to know when you know Hollywood or whoever is creating something that's really false and not good for life but they buy into it you know anything you know pornography <clears throat> You know, being a glutton watching the Food Network or something. And I, nothing bad against the Food Network. But, you know, um, people uh, in entertainment, they, they really prey on people to buy into whatever it is that, uh, whatever script that they write. Because that's, that's part of entertainment. I mean, if I was a writer, you know, if it was fiction, 
um, I want you to really be on board with what I created. You know, it's like um, the, 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 the woman that created Harry Potter, right? <clears throat> or Stephen King or Steven Spielberg. I mean, they created, created fictional uh, pieces of art where it's either written art, uh, books, literature, or uh, a movie, you know, fiction, and people bought into it. And um, it's huge. And it costs lots of money to produce uh, a, a video ad of 15 seconds, 30 seconds, or a minute. And to place these ads during primetime television, and you're talking more money, you know, just to produce it, you got to hire a, a, a team to write the script, uh, shoot the video, uh, edit the video, and you got to hire actors possibly to play the parts and you need your logo you need all that your website and whatever apps or whatever so it costs a lot of money on the big scale and even on a small scale <coughs> excuse me on a small small business scale advertising is very costly like if you got a mom and pop shop and you just want to run an ad in your local paper or you know somebody's facebook or what have you it costs money it, it really does nothing is free I mean, you can get free advertising via social media. <clears throat> but if you want to do something that's professional, you have to pay people a lot of times because most people don't have the time to do it. I mean, just to do this podcast, it takes me the whole day to get research done. And there's no research. It's just me. You know, I don't have a film crew. It's just me and my my MacBook and my uh, and my MacBook for writing and my iPad I have over here. Um, you know, it's just me. So it takes time to put these things together. And I'm thinking if I'm putting this podcast together and if I had to charge myself, you know, what would all this cost me? And I'm thinking I would charge me a good, a good, a good dollar for sure. So it costs money to produce ads, especially te television ads that goes on primetime television, television shows, right? So imagine, um, right now there's the world series. Imagine people... A corporation, big businesses, buying ads, you know, in between innings for the World Series or or the the National League or the the uh, the, uh, the the League Championship Series, uh, it must cost a lot of money, billion millions of dollars even. So, okay, so let's take take exact make it. Uh, let's uh, for example, let's say let's say I owned a drug company. All right, so I created this pill that helps mitigate diabetes you know it's me and uh, maybe I didn't develop it but I had the money and I had you know scientists and doctors or whatever uh, they created this pill but you know I own the rights to it and um, my investors own the rights to it or what have you whatever um, so um, and I got a budget for television commercials all right so um, let's say for example in one year I spent a half a million dollars on ads that uh, was nationwide uh, played at certain times in between uh, certain TV shows. Okay, so that's a big chunk of money, right? Okay, so so now so now the question is, do I want my ads in a show that is telling people, uh, hey, we are against big pharmaceutical companies? No that would waste my money my company wants to sell my drug right okay 
I want to sell my company's drug, but I, if I put it on a, a show that's anti-pharma, that would not be wise as a business decision, you know, because let's say it went on a talk show, uh, you know, um, uh, they're trying to sell me an ad uh, on a talk show and I find out, well, you know, the talk show is, uh, is going to be interviewing for a whole hour people who are against big pharma, uh, then, you know, I wouldn't place my ads in there, right? That would that wouldn't work, that wouldn't work right I don't think it would but now uh, I'd want my ads to possibly be in place in place where other drug companies have their ads such as uh, uh, soap operas or game shows or uh, maybe certain sporting events or uh, you know comedy shows or sitcoms you know where there's uh, other drug companies that's placing their ads since my company sells uh a pill that helps diabetes, you know, and I find out, okay, well, you know, uh, you know, the erectile dysfunction guy and the, the Crohn's disease guy and the arthritis guy, they're placing their ads there. Well, I, I don't want to, I, I would want to place my ads, you know, I think in, you know, in, in that slots, in, in, in that category, so to speak, because they're selling different types of drugs for different ailments. So I jump on that bandwagon, right, and buy slots uh, for my my uh, my drug in, in in those programs. So it's big business, you know. So in some way, if I owned a drug company that had pills to help diabetes, you know, I I, I want people to get diabetes. This might sound really cruel and evil, right? But if I have, and my thinking was I want to make billions of dollars with this drug, well, the only way I'm going to make money is if there's people with diabetes that would buy my drug or, or, or doctors, physicians, or HMOs that would, uh, you know, market or sell my pills. So I want people to uh, eat bad, you know, eat fast foods and... Um, you know, get diabetes. That would be, uh, I, I'd be a happy guy if I had this pill to cure diabetes. But, you know, you know, let's say, you know, 100,000 people get diabetes. It's like, you know, hey, man, I got the drug for you. You know, once you cure diabetes or whatever, if, if that's the case, then you wouldn't be making money with this drug or I wouldn't be. So th that's just big business. That's the way they think, you know. <clears throat> I mean, uh you know, a, a mortician hopes people die every day, right? That's how he or she makes profits. You know, no dead bodies, uh, no money, no profits. However, people are born every day and dying every day. So maybe something to, con you know, maybe that's something to consider. Maybe manufacture cribs for babies that are born every day and caskets for people that die every day, you know. Um Golf club manufacturers hope junior golf is strong and promoted. Why? Um, kids grow up to be adult golfers and adults purchase golf equipment worth billions in the industry. So let's face it, in some way, we are all guilty of greed. But 100% greed and being inhuman or inhumanity is not good. 
my friends. It is not. 100% greed is detrimental to society, uh, not just locally, nationally, but uh, you know, on a worldwide scale. Greed is inhumane. Again, that's just one group's opinion. Again, greed is subjective. All right. Okay, let's move on to, um, hold on. So let's move on to other issues that can cause, you know, some stress or mental illness. Um, uh, stress, number one, stress. Um, let's talk about caregivers. Okay, caregivers, you have professional caregivers, uh, nurses that work um, on the road, uh, nurses that work in um, retired communities or um, retirement homes. And you have family caregivers or volunteer caregivers that work with families or certain people, usually people that they know. Um, so let's talk about caregivers. Okay, so um, caregivers, especially family and friends that volunteer to help care for a person that is immobile, possibly bedridden, and or for a long duration okay remember being a caregiver is not easy caregivers often are people that work full-time and have other responsibilities besides caring for a patient and this can result in high stress okay so caregivers need to take care of themselves as well all right and if they need to vent and talk about their situation it is imperative for them to talk Okay, so some people should not be in charge of caring for someone if they are short-tempered. Okay, there have been cases of professional caregivers and uh, volunteer caregivers who lack patience that will actually hurt the ones that they are caring for. It could be uh, verbally attacking a patient as being a burden to them or even physically hurting a patient or to some extreme murdering them. As they say, the right person must be in place. And that is for any job in any sector in any industry. Um, you know, I've seen nurses badly treat friends and family in hospitals. I've experienced doctors who were uh, preoccupied with some personal issue maybe and not do a professional job. You know, that's scary. You know, um, when the people we trust in the health uh, healthcare industry uh, to first responders who are like us human beings, but held in higher standards because of the high stress accompanied with their jobs. Uh, that's why first responders have uh, counselors, uh, psychologists and uh, counselors at their disposal to talk things out. All right. And it's really important to talk about what's happening in your life if especially if you're stressed you're, you're angered um you're sad you know all kinds of emotions get to you because of certain issues in your life and that's what my podcast is all about is just bridging the gap for uh for people who think that it is unnecessary to get mental health help and i'm saying that you shouldn't be afraid to get to seek mental health help if you need to discuss an issue that's bugging you 
weighing hard on you. Talk to someone that you trust, someone that can keep things confidential, right? And um, if you, 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 you have to talk to a professional, um, see your doctor if you have one. If you have a medical plan, medical insurance, your doctor can uh, lead you to a professional psychologist, a professional counselor. And I keep saying, if you, you don't have insurance, um, you, you, uh, money is an issue, uh, finances is an issue for you, um, there is ways in your community. You have to, you have to search. Seek and you shall find. Um, look at your, uh, the, your local government websites under health care. Um, th there's bound to be uh, counselors that you can talk to. And this is all about the mental health aspects of, of life because we all need to to vent we all need to talk my my podcast all started because um I, I said this before in all my other episodes about 10 years or so i became the ears for a lot of my my friends you know it started with one person two people next thing you know you know I, I lose count of how many people that just want to have lunch with me so that they can just talk you know and I take it uh, you know I got a gift I guess I got two ears and I just listen I learned over the years that people really don't want me to figure out their problems they just want to vent they just want to talk and say hey Ron man I, I don't need you to figure my life out. I just need to talk. So can you just shut your mouth? Shut up and enjoy the meal I'm buying you. Just shut your trap and listen to me. Now, basically, that's it. And um, people just need to vent. People just need to talk. I just need to vent sometimes. You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. One of my biggest issues I have is I have, I, I have a short temper. You know, I'm Filipino and I have a short temper. Sometimes when things aren't going my way, um, you know, somebody might look at me the wrong way and I just flip my wig, you know. And um, I got to learn to uh, chill out. But I think that's just, you know, in me. You know, I got to talk to people about this sometimes. Hey, yo, man, I need to talk. And this is me needing to vent. You know, that guy pissed me off, man. And, I, you know, I wanted to do this to this guy. I wanted to, like, hurt him, you know, and... Not just fight, you know. I'm, I'm thinking some psychotic thing is in my head. I'm thinking, man, I can't go there, right? I don't want to go to jail because of some stupid thing. But, you know, that's my problem, you know. I got a short temper. Sometimes I just flip my shit. But anyway, so let's talk about something that that's really important that kind of kind of um, uh, people deal with this thing. It's called confidence, there's a lot of you out there um, over time for some reason you, you were you're a kick-ass whatever in life you're a kick-ass person at work but something happened and, and over time you became this person like like a turtle that hid in a shell you, you something happened where maybe um someone at work was just you know 10 times better than you 
and you felt worthless and, and you didn't get that promotion and you, you got demoted or you never you didn't get demoted, you just didn't get promoted and you feel like that's you know, a knock on you and you're not good enough or <clears throat> maybe you you know uh, you have a bad relationship, maybe you have a marriage that went bad. Um, maybe your your spouse just said you're you're not good enough anymore. I hate your gods. You're worthless for some reason, but you know deep down inside you're not. And nobody is worthless. Let me tell you that if someone calls you worthless, you know maybe you weren't up to par at the moment, and and you know it. But you know, hey, you're only a human being. You know, dust dust yourself off and get back in the game. That's easier said than done, but you know it's better than um. You know, sticking your head back in that shell and not getting out. Um, so confidence is something that if you lack confidence or you had confidence and you lost it, you lost your groove, you lost your step. And, and, and it weighs on people that used who used to be confident and they're not happy. They get depressed because, oh, man, I used to be good. But then I got my ass kicked, you know, and I lost my positive thinking and, and whatever and oh man I'm older now and, and this and that you know I'm not good anymore blah 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 and I know I'm <laughs> I might be sounding like Joel Osteen right the, the preacher but you know I gotta say it though but when people lose their confidence they lose their happiness they lose their the, the, the spring in their step they, they, they lose a lot of compassion to doing other things because you know losing confidence they just feel they feel down on life okay so let me just tell you a story that just happened okay today is the 20th of october it is in hawaii right now it's 9:45 in the p.m so it's the 20th of october all right so i'm going to read you this I, I scripted this i'm going to read it all right the way i wrote it okay okay marcus mariota marcus mariota <laughs> marcus mariota all right you know who this is, all right? So on Sunday, and if you don't know, listen. On Sunday, the 16th of October, 2022, that was like four four days ago. Okay, Hawaii's Marcus Mariota, a, a professional uh, NFL player, a quarterback, a professional football player in the NFL who uh, plays quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, okay, um, he accounted for three touchdowns in a 28-14 win over the San Francisco 49ers, all right? He tossed two touchdown passes and ran for one, all right? I'll say it again. This is huge for a quarterback. And this is a Hawaii man. Not a boy. He's a man. But we'll call him he's a Hawaii boy, you know? But he's a Hawaii man, right? Marcus Mariota, quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons of the NFL, accounted for three touchdowns in a 28-14 win over the San Francisco 49ers, okay? He threw two touchdown passes and ran for one. I'll say it again. He threw two, threw two touchdown passes and ran for one. Now, some of you might be thinking, big deal, big deal. All right. Now, check this out, all right? So three years before this milestone game, and I call this a milestone game because Mariota was benched as a starting quarterback for then 
Ten the, the Tennessee Titans. That's who he was a starting quarterback for. So let me say that again. So before this past Sunday, three years before this Sunday, um, Mariota was a starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, but he was benched because he wasn't playing well. All right, okay. So now, now here's the thing: playing in the NFL. Uh, you got to be extremely, extremely good just to play in the National Football League. All right. You got to be extremely good just to be considered a professional football player in the National Football League. Okay. You got to be extremely good. Okay. And to be a starting quarterback, to be a starting quarterback, you have to be on your a plus game every time you start i'll say it again so to be a starting quarterback in the nfl you have to be on your a plus game you got to be on your a plus game the best best prepared mentally and physically every time you put on your helmet and you go out on the field to play for freaking quarters 60 minutes of football all right so when someone like Mariota is benched, it has to hurt. So this win gave Mariota a big boost of confidence. It gave Ma Marcus Mariota a big boost of confidence. Okay, this is what Mariota said, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it. This is what he said. He stated, I knew I had to find my confidence to play at a high level. When you get your confidence taken away from you, it's tough as an athlete. It is truly the only weapon you have. That's about confidence. And this is coming from a world-class athlete playing in a world-class team sport in the National Football League. I'll say it again. This is what he said. I knew I had to find my confidence. I had to find my confidence. I knew I had to find my confidence to play at a high level. To play at a high level. Not at a low, mediocre level, mind you. To play at a high level. Okay? So when you get your confidence taken away from you, it's tough as an athlete. I'll say that again. What he said, when you get your confidence taken away from you, it's tough as an athlete. And this is what he says in his last sentence. The confidence. That is truly the only weapon you have. Let that sink in. His only weapon was his confidence. And that win against San Francisco, he got that confidence back. Confidence means a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. When someone lacks confidence, peace of mind at times cannot be found. The individual has many questions. Some, there is an answer. To some, there is no answer. Right? Pro athletes have at their disposal their own psychologists that can unlock 
a mental vault. In this case, it took three years for Mariota to find his groove again. I'm sure he'll experience many more setbacks. However, this game lifted a huge gorilla off of his back. So, are you lacking confidence in your life? We are all human beings. We lose. And the loss or losses can be so huge, we lack the confidence we once had. But don't quit, my friends, my brothers and sisters out there. Find your groove again. Find that confidence you need and get back in your game. All right. So that was the story for Marcus Mariota. And I have just a few more minutes left. I try to keep my my podcast in the 40, 45 minute range. And um, I already had my intro when I was outside at the gateway. I think that was like three minutes. So I'm going to cut it off at about maybe 43, maybe another minute. <laughs> so this was my um, first episode for season three. And um, you can find me on Spotify. On Spotify, you download the app on your phone or your computer, your iPad, whatever, um, whatever device you use. You download the app. You look for RSB at Peace. And all my episodes are going to come up on, on Spotify. Um, one thing good about Spotify, if you download the app, you can see the video of of me talking. And if you don't want to see me, then don't download the app. You know, just go on Spotify and you can hear the audio of me talking, the audio. Um, you can also find my audio version on Apple Podcasts and Anchor, Anchor FM. Um, right now, I believe that's the only platforms. And I, I'll also upload my my uh, episodes on uh, YouTube. You can see that for free until you know I become like Joe Rogan or something. And maybe you might have to pay. But um, I'll try and put um, other RSB at Peace uh, short versions on a daily basis on YouTube and maybe Facebook. And just kind of offer my opinions and maybe be positive for the, a daily positive word or something. Right? So, again, this is Ronson Brown here on RSB at Peace. Here on Spotify and Anchor FM and um, Apple Podcasts and on YouTube. Um, episode 1, Season 3. Um, I hope all of you have a nice day tomorrow or, and a, a good life. And... Just hang in there, right? Don't quit. Don't give up. Keep keep falling forward, as they say. All right, so God bless everybody. You guys take care.